and welcome to the latest episode in our Herbert Smith Three Hills Public M&A podcast series. My name's Antonia Kirkby and I'm joined today by Stephen Wilkinson. We thought we'd catch up today on what has been one of the busiest summers for public M&A we've seen for a long time. Um, and there are many, many themes we could pull out. Probably the most dominant is private equity, but we've also seen a number of competitive situations as well as hostile. So we just thought we'd recap on just the highlights of some of those situations. There's a whole lot more activity been going on that we won't get to cover today. But Stephen, should we start with those competitive situations and what we've been seeing on those? Yeah, sure. Um, thanks, Antonia. It's interesting that we wait a long time between auction processes governed by the, the code and then as for buses, several come along at once. And we have certainly seen that over the summer. A product most likely of private equity cash chasing listed company targets. And often the same uh, target is in a competitive situation with more than one potential bidder. And that was certainly the case with Morrison's, with Vectura and with Orgean, all of which entered uh, a, an auction process at some point over the last uh, few months. In the case of Vectura, that was a medical inhaler research and production company, which was um, initially courted by Carlisle, which announced an offer on the 26th of May, um, until Philip Morris announced a higher offer in July. Um, it was noted at the time that the board of Vectura had been criticised for recommending the offer from Philip Morris, although it was higher, given the perception of um, the conflicting nature of their products, obviously Philip Morris being one of the tobacco giants. Carlisle increased its offer for Vectura, as did Philip Morris, and then the panel published a statement outlining an auction procedure. Um, the auction process was due to begin on the 11th of August, but Carlisle announced the day before that their offer was final, effectively ending the auction before it had begun. An auction process that did um, conclude was that of um, Morgan Stanley Infrastructure, which made an initial bid back in July uh, for Orgean, which was then trumped by Ancala and Fiera Infrastructure, whose uh, 340 million pound offer was announced towards the end of August. MSI increased their offer in September, and then in mid-September, the panel announced an auction procedure, which concluded towards the end of the month with Ancala outbidding MSI with a bid of 372 pence per share compared to MSI's 361 pence per share. That, that bid was then recommended by the Orgean board, and the Ancala offer it looks to prevail. Interestingly, in that situation, in advance of the auction procedure, it was disclosed that both bidders were offered a deal to reimburse fees up to a million pounds for the losing bidder by a major shareholder in Orgean, presumably to encourage them to keep bidding and hopefully achieve a higher price. Finally, in, in this category of, of competitive situations, the world publicised Morrison's uh, initially, three parties expressed an interest in Morrison's Fortress, Clayton Dubillier and Rice, and Apollo Global Management, 
Apollo later withdrew uh, to enter talks to join the Fortress Consortium. Um, Fortress made an offer on uh, 3rd of July for Morrison's, which was increased to uh, increased uh, relatively soon after, within, within, within a month, I think, um, after opposition from key shareholders. Um, the time period for whole, or the, 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 the meeting to approve the uh, fortress offer was actually adjourned when Clayton Dubilier and Rice asked for time to consider its options. And then they announced, that's Clayton Dubilier and Rice announced a competing and recommended offer of £7 billion for Morrison's on the 19th of August. Um, in September, Morrison's announced that it had begun discussions with the takeover panel about initiating an auction procedure. And then uh, just after the weekend, the panel announced that the um, auction had concluded and Clayton Dubillier and Rice had won the auction procedure with a bid of 287 pence per share compared to Fortress's 286 pence per share. And Morrison's has now recommended the CDNR offer. So that's a summer of competitive situations concluding in auctions. Uh, and apart from the Sky Compost auction, since we're, we're, uh, the, the end of 2019, we haven't seen anything apart from the, the, the process that was started by um, for G4S and also the KCOM auction. But now we've had a, a glut uh, towards the end of the summer as those competitive situations have been resolved. I think, Antonio, the other point you mentioned there was that we have seen uh, a, a number of hostile situations, um, most notably the offer for good energy by Ecotricity, uh, which was announced towards the end of July and has remained hostile throughout the summer. Um, interestingly, that offer has attracted more public uh, announcements that shareholders will not accept it than it has attracted acceptances of the offer, despite the offer price being increased from 340 pence per share to 400 pence per share in mid-September, as at the 23rd of September, valid acceptances had only been received for just over 2.5% uh, of the share capital, whereas something like 15% of the share capital had announced their intention not to accept the offer. Um, interestingly, on the 24th of September, Ecotricity um, exercised its rights under the code to publish an acceleration statement, uh, acceleration statement by bringing forward the date on which it could make the offer unconditional uh, to the 8th of October from the 10th of October. Two other situations I call out. One is a hostile offer uh, and the other being a hostile situation. Polygon acquired shares, which triggered a Rule 9 bid for Watchstone, um, i.e. it acquired shares which took its stake over 30% of the Watchstone share capital, requiring it to make a mandatory cash offer under the code. Um, Watchstone published a statement saying that that did not reflect an adequate premium and significantly undervalued the business. Um, the offer from Polygon attracted only 1.9% of acceptances and then lapsed. Interestingly, the situation um, between TP Group and Science Group became rather hostile. 
Um, we have seen a number of situations where UK listed companies have been approached by potential bidders and the bid has been rebuffed as either being uh, inadequate or for other reasons and that situation has remained private. In the, in the context of the TP Group, it received a number of formal and informal approaches um, over the summer from Science Group, um, and Science Group acquired a, just over 10% of the shares of TP Group. But the TP Group um, ignored or rejected attempts to engage with Science Group. Uh, on the 12th of August, Science Group made an indicative proposal which offers significant premium on the share price and requested access to due diligence to pursue its offer. That was rejected a few days later by TP Group. Following which, the Science Group noted that without the TP Group's cooperation, it, it could not make an offer, but it would retain its holdings as a strategic investment. It also criticised the TP Group's board um, and the conduct of the TP Group board as being wholly unacceptable and requisitioned a meeting to remove two of the directors. Cut a long story short, the, the requisition meeting was held on the 1st of October um, and um, the TP Group recommended shareholders to vote against all resolutions, but all resolutions were passed. And prior to the meeting, both the directors who were the subject of the removal resolutions had resigned. That shows that not only can the, the situation of a potential offer become public through a bear hug, but the frustration of the um, potential bidder, which is being thwarted in its attempts to pursue a bid by the target directors, can spill over into, into the public domain. Yeah, that was a particularly interesting one, wasn't it? Uh, sort of an unusual twist. We don't often see it happen like that, but interesting nonetheless. And what what a summer it's been. And I have a feeling, judging by the activity levels we're seeing, I think it'll just carry on with a lot of uh, sort of interest in public M and A, a lot of PE capital chasing chasing targets. And um, I think it'll just carry on for the rest of the year. Thank you for joining me today, Stephen, and thank you to our listeners too. Uh, we'd welcome any feedback or thoughts you have on our public m and podcast and any areas you'd like to see discussed in future episodes. And we look forward to you joining us on our next one. Thanks very much.